0: This show is sponsored by Headley, the mystery man, supporting Perverted Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Headley, the Adonis, that sprinkles your support upon us. What is huh?
1: he sprinkling on us?
0: I don't know, but I don't know. If I necessarily want Headley sprinkling on me. I don't want
2: headley sprinkling anything on me
0: <laughs> like maybe there could be a little umbrella and as he has su- he sprinkles his support upon us we may are sheltered <laughs> by some of God. the headley sprinkle cuz we want to no, no. sprinkle it helps the show go but i don't I know exactly
2: used and abused <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's headley he's the show's sponsor
2: let i suppose if it's headley he could sprinkle let, on us
0: Let's sprinkle can he can he uh, sprinkle on your tits no, ah?
2: <laughs> no. Ah? By the ah? way, I'm so glad you brought that up. I, what I would what love happened? to have jizz on the tits. What? I, Stop, I, I it. Would love to have Stop it! Stop it! I cannot. <laughs> you talk. Let's talk about being used and abused. I'm driving You've... in my car on the freeway on my way to see Creative Explorer, and I'm a couple of episodes behind because although I do listen to our show Boogie, I don't always listen to it right away. So I forgive you. Long... I totally <laughs> forgive you. You, you totally better. understand. <laughs> I'm listening to like two shows back and I get to the end. where We're talking about the jizz, Mr. Boogie. And uh, to my horror, you've decided to sample that bit where I say, I would love jizz on my tits and create a whole freaking song. Oh, man. I would would love to to have jizz 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 on the tits. I would love to have jizz on the tits.
0: Damn, Kathy. You see, it's just... (laughs) Damn! (laughs) Kathy, I cannot pass up on a record scratch that is so blatant. It's just you said one thing and then it was like Like immediately saying another. I can't do that.
2: Look, you. First of all, I was just being honest, all right? Second of all, you have to understand, Boogie, that when you say things to me like, you know, get jizz on my tits. I filter it through the lens of seeing you do it to me and I immediately recoil. I mean, certainly you can understand that, right? I mean, that's just something that happens naturally.
0: <laughs> what, what if you just went with it? Why recoil? I mean, you're just going to get it on your carpet. You just, it, just let it happen.
2: It's just that immediate reaction that I get. And then when I thought of it, I imagined some other dude doing it to me and immediately thought, ah, huh, That is fucking hot. I could go for that. So that's what was going on in my mind and why I did that seemingly crazy turnaround there.
0: I know you don't want my jizz on your tits. That's very true. But- it
2: was still just that turn, just that psychotic. But it's not psychotic because I I am a closeted whore. I just, I have so many issues. <laughs> I don't think you're closeted, <laughs> Kathy. I am. I don't do it. I just barely talk about it. But if I had a chance for a threesome or to have someone spray jizz on my tits, I would totally take it. But I, I have so many hang-ups about only wanting to be people that I be together with people that I connect with and. And that I can respect and that I, you know, I don't like one night stands. I never have. But if I could find people that, that you know, check all those boxes, I, I would be having orgies all the time. Not to mention the fact that it's hard for me to have an orgasm. So that's I'm always high maintenance in that area.
0: You're not really high maintenance in that area, Kathy, because you said last time I asked in the last show how long it takes you to have an orgasm by yourself. And you're like 15 minutes, which is like nothing. That's not a long time.
2: No, but you're I guess I call it high maintenance because most guys, they want you to come as a result of you of them just fucking you. And that doesn't work for me. I need I need other stimulation. So if you think that you're just going to stick it in my badge and pump away a few times and I'm going to come I, I wish that I was one of those women. And unfortunately, I am not.
0: Kathy, I have like almost never. Most. I mean, I brought Mew into the mountain last yesterday, you know, so we could have our time together and it, I have an adapter for the car for the vibrator. So she can plug in her Hitachi. And you, it's just a default. It's a default in 90% of my lovers that there's other stimulus, that they do other things, that we find things, that sometimes you got to ram them with a the finger for a few minutes because the dick won't turn up to the kind of G-spot area. So they need – there's just – everyone has – like their thing. I mean, I understand that some partners are greedy and they don't want to invest in your your pleasure at all. That's the, okay, that's the, that's the way it is. But it doesn't mean that the fact that you need a little bit of attention to have an orgasm is invalid or somehow an inconvenience.
2: But you're right. The You're right. If I really look at it logically, it shouldn't be an inconvenience, but it is. And by the way, I have a theory about why uh, you have that many women who require more stimulation and help from you. And that's because you're a daddy. You always wonder about why all these young girls are with you. That's why, because women, especially young women, can't often find male partners who will put that much attention into their sexual gratification. So when they find someone like that, whom they can actually respect as well, and they actually like being around, they want to hang out with that person.
0: Which is nice, and and, and I appreciate the compliment. I work for the compliment. That's great. But in this lifestyle, I have noticed a lot more men that are invested in in their partner's pleasure as well. And that's part of the lifestyle because it's very interactive and there's a lot of communication. It's more than just a fuck. Cause if it was just a fuck, you could go anywhere and just find a fuck or buy a hooker or get someone drunk. You know, there's always that. But in, in, in the BDSM kink, whatever you call this lifestyle, there is more interest in the other person because you're finding out what they're into and then you're developing and exploring that together. So I don't think, In this life, I think in this lifestyle, you're going to find a lot more people that are interested in Kathy's pleasure.
2: Well, I I'm going to make an effort to do that once the pandemic is over.
0: (laughs) I think we need to get more perverted podcast listeners to fly out to Los Angeles, pass (laughs) Kathy's little agenda box and jizz on her fucking tits. So it's not such a shock. When she turns, and then I have to produce a four-hour fucking thing on it.
2: (laughs) Four hours? It took you four hours to produce that? Man.
0: Well, I mean, there was taking the thing, and then I did it in the thing, and the thing, and then there's some other fucking thing, and then a guy and I got together, and we had to fucking kill a guy, and then that was a thing. And then we went over here, and then, uh, you know...
2: I don't think you were supposed to talk about the killing a guy part.
0: Well, Kathy, that's called entertainment. It's a joke.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, with you, I never
0: know, Boogie. (laughs) Is there anything that happens kind of during a show that's like this type of show you could say, yeah, I went and fucking whacked a whole country full of people because it's comedy and we and, it's nowhere kind of, we
2: know not to believe boogie
0: a lot of it's not a lot of it's not real some of it's you pretend know, it's a joke
2: I, I like that you brought up earlier how much it takes you to to do these segments. I don't think the average PP listener fully comprehends what has to go into these recordings. I mean, you basically are working a full-time job.
0: But it's supposed to be that way because that's how it is with any. I mean, most people don't. Well, a lot of people now because they watch the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. But most people don't know that like three seconds of a Pixar movie took a 100 people working for a week.
2: And those be, uh, yes, but then you pay twenty bucks to go watch that movie versus perverted podcast where we love what we do and we do it for free almost because well I shouldn't say that we ha- no no supporters. no we
0: have our patron supporters that, that's right that they under the people that can't afford to support perverted podcast are patrons and of course our lovely magical show sponsor Headley. They understand that the behind-the-scenes stuff takes a lot of time. But the yeah. whole idea of doing a show, especially one that has elements and production and some fun stuff and whatever, is that you're just supposed to enjoy the fact that it's there. Does that I make get sense? It. I
2: just I, – well, you know, our, our perverted podcast, they're a family. And I just wanted to make yes. sure they understand that you basically take – Your laptop and your phone, and sit in a parking lot somewhere (laughs) and try and sample this shit and edit it. Seven parking lots. Yes.
0: (laughs) I really need a place, Kathy. I'm literally looking to move. Like, if if there's a perverted podcast listener out there that has a room that I can even just go to for a couple months past summer and just sit and cry in a bed, you know, maybe come throw a wet sponge at me, you know. No wet
2: buggy. Maybe try and make it sound better than that (laughs) The way you make it sound, no one's going to invite you into their homes
0: Goddamn Kathy, we just need to get the listeners out here to jizz on your tits Oh my god Jizz on your tits Oh look, wait, I got a Late night drunk desert cactus fuckers
3: Perverts love their CBT Maybe not the best idea For the next five weeks it's hard
2: to pee (laughs) What? What the hell was that?
0: Late night drunk cactus fuckers, Kathy. That was for me. That was a me jingle, everyone. Perverted podcast, that was a me jingle.
2: Tell me you didn't do that to a cactus.
0: No, I just... No, actually, I was like, I just need to write something fucking weird for me because I've been doing all these other jingles in production. And then I go, Mew, give me a topic. And she's like, evening. (laughs) Like, okay. <laughs> Go <Pick> mute. <Mew>. Some, <laughs> pick something else. And then she, I don't know if it was her, or me. She's like, a cactus. And I'm like, great. Late night drunk cactus fucking.
2: Oh my god. that wow,
0: wow, wow, wow. Life is the place. Wow, 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 wow. Talk about genital torture in
3: subspace. Wow, 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 wow. We share our kinky thrills wow, 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 wow. with perverts from around the world. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, perverted podcast talking about that Life, motherfucker. Well,
2: your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. And this week, Diannexa allowed us to use her post entitled, If Male Doms Could Talk! Exclamation point!
0: Like if that's which- a possibility. <laughs> right there in the title. That's already, you already know you're up against some shit.
2: That's true. Fucking Go men. ahead and All proceed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will. All right, she says, As a female dominant, I've had many a conversation with other dominants, both male and female, about dominance and all of its nuances. For female dominance, it's a very conscious undertaking because we're often doing something that we're told by our parents in the community is wrong. Don't be bossy, be nice, be a good girl, do as you're told. So we absolutely need to talk in order to understand who we are and what it means in order to find self-acceptance. Males, when I watch them talk to each other, they talk whips, outfits, torture techniques, the bruises left on their sub, but they don't talk about their relationships. Culturally, sometimes men are taught to not admit that there are problems in the relationship. Now, obviously, there are male dominants that do talk about the heavy stuff with other male dominants, but it's not open, so we don't see those conversations. And I think that's not healthy. There's nothing more healthy than owning yourself and being reflective of your effectiveness, of your dominance, and of how it's affecting you psychologically. Talking openly about your challenges will help other men open up too. It's not easy being a dominant, so don't do it on your own. Uh, My, I have what thoughts. Was that? <laughs> I do have thoughts too. Thoughts. You, Shall I begin?
0: Yeah, okay. you start with your thoughts.
2: I generally agree with her that as a general rule, men don't always discuss with other men issues they're having if they're dominant. I have seen... Or in general. And, and, and In general, I exactly. Now, I have seen it, and I will say that this is just in my experience. It, this does not speak to um, what happens out there in the community as a whole, but I have seen male submissives more openly discuss things. I've been privy to conversations that happen next to me on a couch much more often than I would if uh, of hearing male dominance speaking together. So I, I agree that there... There is that thing out there, whereas a woman is used to owning up to her feelings and having to discuss them, and it just happens much more easily to admit that you have some weaknesses. It's just not something that men generally do. The only issue I have with her post is that she mentions having to do it openly, that doing it openly is more healthy, and I don't know that I agree with that, simply because Deciding that you're going to discuss it openly either in a group, in a play setting, at a party, just conversationally, that's not something that has to do anything with male or female. Some people, no matter what sex you are, just are not going to discuss these things openly. It's just not going to happen. It's not who they are. Everybody has their way of dealing with very difficult uh, topics and not everyone is going to do it openly. And I don't know that doing it openly versus doing it in private is any more healthy. I just consider it healthy that you're doing it at all. That's the only issue I have with what she said. The rest of it, I f- totally agree with. If you're not discussing it, you're not discussing discussing issues you're having, at least with somebody, it's not necessarily a good thing. Now, let me also say that not everybody has the need to discuss these things. So it's not as if you're a bad dominant if you're not discussing every little thing that happens. i I I fully get that some people just are better at it and don't have that much to say, but I don't. Like I said, I don't. I'll just reiterate: I don't think that discussing these things openly means you're healthier than if you did only discuss them in private.
0: Let me give you just on that before I get into my opinions uh, of of the post or the topic. Uh, that maybe the idea of discussing it openly. Whether or not you do discuss it openly, I, I I believe is not as important as being willing to be open, as being willing to be vulnerable to other people surrounding you, to showing the the people in your community that you are A human being that is faulted, too, instead of just that constant image. And I don't think this is case sensitive to just males. I've seen lots of uppity, snobby female dominance, non-binary dominance, trans dominance. That image of dominance where you are impenetrable and you can make no mistakes and everyone should just obey you is the bullshit facade that does not move our society forward. So I think maybe the openness, if you look at it in the sense of being willing to be vulnerable and saying, I have problems and I need to learn things and I need to be open to these discussions that I absolutely actually agree with. Maybe not that it's a, it's a, it's a litmus test to whether or not you're a good dominant or not. If you sit at a dungeon and openly talk, because first of all, my thought was like, how many people's fucking conversations do you eavesdrop on? <laughs> you know, like, and like I'm now be now I have to, now I have to think, well, am I talking enough about vulnerable shit? So people that are eavesdropping on my conversations can validate whether or not I'm a healthy dominant or not. Like, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, how I, I, maybe I don't listen to as many people's conversations to be able to judge what you know what the gender ratio is of who's talking deeper now then i absolutely nobody no man enjoys man bashing as much as i do i love man bashing i don't don't like men i think we are barbaric territorial idiot pieces of shit but i also acknowledge that a lot of that is Comes from a place of social programming, and then I also understand that dominance comes from a place of biology. Um, that there is a certain amount of, if I show I'm weak, then the other dominance will come and take my pride. Which yeah. you can watch any Discovery Channel train train going train. by. Sorry, you can watch any Discovery Channel and see certain mammals fight for dominance and and if you show that you're weak the other dominance will come in and fucking take your pride and they'll take your your everything you have so so there's a balance that i think that comes to that i do absolutely when i look at a post like this i look at the idea of that openness as I think it's important for all dominants in general to be vulnerable with other people and to be willing to seek advice from other people and to be willing. Now, does it have to be other dominants? Because you know what? I don't like the whole... I I don't want to go and seek advice from a fucking idiot. You know? Because you can see two... I've seen two dominants talking about stuff and you're like, I don't agree with anything these idiots are saying. So I think it's very important to who you are seeking. Like, is it a good, like we can seek advice from classes. We can seek advice from, you know, public speakers and books and, and articles that are written about it by people who have spent a lot of time thinking about that specific thing. I don't think in general, it necessarily has to be, I'm having a problem in my relationship. So I'm just going to go talk to anybody.
2: Yes. It's a heavily nuanced topic here. And I, I get that. And we're just, you're right. There's so many issues uh, in this one post. We're just talking about her perspective and, and she's heard a lot of female dominance discuss things and not a lot of male dominance. And I think the general takeaway is uh, if you're having issues and you're holding back from discussing things because you think as a male, that's not something you should do, then you got issues. So I'll give you creative explorer as an example. He doesn't have male friends, the close male friends. Of course, he has some, but he's not going to sit there and go and discuss his issues because he happens to be, in that respect, he's very much introverted. He solves his issues and his his problems on his own. And I'm always, you know, very surprised and honored that he'll openly discuss so much with me. Does it matter that he's talking to another dominant? Not in this case, because he's his own man and he's going to decide who he talks to. But I think that we're discussing people, men who suppress that urge to dis- discuss things or who are having problems, can't figure it out on their own and are stopping themselves from seeking advice from another man. Those are the people that, uh, I, that I would agree with her. It's unhealthy for you to do that uh, in any area of life. Forget just being a dominant. Forget just the power exchange. In any area of life, if you're not seeking support somewhere because you think it makes you less of a man, That's not healthy. That's not generally a healthy thing to do.
0: I absolutely agree with that. I actually would go another step further and say if you are of what you just described, you're actually more dangerous uh, of a dominant to play with. I agree. Because I know when you make a mistake... You're not going to talk about that with anybody, and you're actually going to not learn anything. And that's the type of person that's also going to deny that they did something wrong or that they're causing harm. So by not communicating, I've found—and of course, if you listen to Perverted Podcast, you've heard now 265 episodes of Kathy and I's Vulnerability— And all of our fuck ups and mistakes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're not afraid to talk about it. And I believe, in some senses, that makes us more credible and more, I I was thinking appetizing. It makes us more appetizing, (laughs) Kathy, for people to want to play with us because they know that we're, it takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable. It takes a lot of character to be willing to say I make mistakes and that I need to learn things and that we pound out some of the ugly parts of ourselves. I find that most of the partners that I have find that very comforting because they feel safer with me. Right. Because I'm going to try to I'm going to try to grow. No one taking my motherfucking pride. Okay.
2: You got no pride. (laughs) I got got no pride.
0: That is legit. (laughs) Jizz on my
2: tits. (laughs) Does that could be my nickname now?
0: (laughs) J-O-T. J-O-T-T. Jizz on the tits.
2: That's a new thing.
0: That's it. We just made it. Urban Dictionary. Jot. (laughs) Kathy, you like jot? (laughs) You got to add the second T. Jizz on the tits. Ah. Oh, God. Look at I that. Know. We fixed vulnerability. Good post.
3: I
2: like. Yeah, it was a good post. Good uh, topic to bring up. Thank you for giving us permission.
0: Do you like my cockshot avatar? No, no, no,
2: no, no, no.
0: I'm I'm in a loop, Kathy. No, you, no, 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 stop it. Can I no, slap you? It's that you? cat. It's that cat. <laughs> You've seen the internet. The cat's like, no, oh. no, 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 no. No, I've never seen
2: that. You've never seen the cat on the internet, the no cat. There's, an, there's a no cat? Yeah. I'll have to look that up when I when we close the show here. It sounds
0: <laughs> like the cat saying no, but it says it a lot. It's like no, no,
2: no, 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 no. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> you got too much time on your hands, man.
0: <laughs> that self-advocating cat. That is self-advocating cat, and you need to have self-advocating cat with you on every negotiation, on every date. Women just need to have that, that, that sample.
2: That's it. And, and then when you have trouble saying, you just turn it on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I need oh, help. Is hilarious.
3: I need, I need a permanent residence. Averted
2: mailbox. Yeah. All right, so I'm a little bit behind on these. These are from a few shows back. We thanked Spiffy, who was a new Patreon supporter at some time, and apparently kept saying her name over and over and over again, <laughs> because it's such a spiffy, spiffy name. <laughs> spiffy! And I said, you know, can we give you a, a shout out? And she replied and said, I don't know if I'm supposed to just take your thank you and leave you alone about it, but I'm going to say something, because I want to, and you can't stop me. Well, she's right there. We can't stop her. We, we can't stop our listeners from doing anything they want. They, they are an immovable. They are
0: a freight train of joy. <laughs>
2: Yes, they are. She says, sometimes our best isn't the same as someone else's best, and that's perfectly okay. I believe that as long as we keep trying to be our best and keep trying to push through our self-doubt, even when it's crushing, we are fucking rock stars. Perverted Podcast has been an inspiration in that manner. You guys could have let us all of this unrest stop you from continuing the show, but you found ways to make it happen regardless. That's a big fucking deal. Fuck anyone who says otherwise. You're all rock stars. So, anyways, thanks so much for existing. And P.S. Keep saying my name. I like that shit. Bevy, bevy, Ah,
3: cheers on the tits.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, cheers on my tits. <laughs>
0: I just picture you I just picture like the end of Clockwork Orange where it's just the 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 flailing music and Beethoven symphony and hair flying around and you're like and now I am alive and just slow motion jizz just flying across the room all over your tits and you're like
2: "Ah No? That's how you see it end of Clockwork Orange. Yeah. That's horrible. Can I yeah. go on to the other emails, please?
0: By all means, Kathy, please right. proceed. I,
2: do you remember um the sex ed discussion you had we had with uh, Enigma? And he was discussing Okay. Yeah. And then uh apparently the listener segment you did with Wicked got us a lot of replies <laughs> because <laughs> Garbage Can Mel says, Wicked segment was so hot. Oh my God, such humiliation. And then she says also, yes, about the sex ed issue here in the States. It's abysmal, especially in the Bible Belt. And I have the shitty programming to prove it. I do very much hope we can make progressive strides in more comprehensive sex ed moving forward. As a parent, and this is why I love that she wrote in, because we don't have a lot of parents weighing in here. As a parent, it is an awkward topic that I still struggle with, but I'm lucky to have a trusting teenager who doesn't have qualms about asking questions, and we do our best to give him accurate information. Still, we could and should collectively do so much better. And happy birthday, Boogie. <laughs> Yay, she likes, I'm she, old. Garbage catch Mel likes you, Boogie. Ah, I think she ah. tolerates me. She well, tolerates me to
0: get to Kathy. I think a lot of people, because I do speak probably sixty-five to your thirty-five, and uh, and I think people, it's like their martyrdom. That's like we have this like Catholic mentality amongst our listeners, where they like the sixty-five percent martyrdom to get to the heaven of Kathy.
2: I think that you are insane, and you like making up these crazy stories.
0: I do. I and... actually just made that up. But I just picture—I <laughs> yeah. just picture all of our listeners, like in Monty Python, with the pillar that they smack themselves in the head with. They're just like, "Oh, <laughs> Kuh, must listen to boogie another five oh, minutes." Really? Oh, <laughs> Kuh, smack themselves in the head. Oh my! God. What's he rambling about this time?
2: Oh, <laughs> Kuh. I don't think so. I think they tune in to listen to a lot of your jingles and insane craziness. All right, so Chism. and you know, paddle paddle Bob also wrote to us. He loved Wicked hey, Section. Wicked Section was so hot. She can read me bedtime stories anytime. Can you imagine if you could turn on uh, a button, a and wicked, have wicked Bedside? Yeah, yes, she should yeah, read. That's... She should do some bedtime stories.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Thinking, thinking about so. it, so
2: she has that good voice.
0: Trying to get that teleporter to work, you know. So we can uh, kidnap her. Is, is she her. the one
2: who's in Copenhagen? Yeah. Okay, first yeah. of all, I was it's so Copenhagen Copen- I It's Copenhagen, Hagen. Hagen does Hope, Copenhagen, Hamida, Hamida. I don't know. I was so impressed that how well she speaks English. I could barely detect an accent. I mean,. How is it that so many <laughs> you people sound, around the you world? You sound
0: like <laughs> such an American dipshit right there, and because yeah, I did the same the thing to her, I did the same thing. Look, they all learn English in school. That's what is English amazing is, to me is so, that the rest of
2: the world learns English, and here we are not even bothering to learn another language.
0: Can't can't speak anything, and we're all like, you're a, like people come in from Australia, and we're like. You speak such good English. I can I can actually understand you. And they're like, fuck you. Just fucking die. You say that to British people. You're like, your English is actually pretty good. You got this weird funky accent, but for the most part I can understand you. Welcome
2: to America. Where do you come up with this shit? Who is saying that? Nobody is.
0: That's that's the that's our American thinking. That, is that nobody our thinking? Yeah, that's it. That our no. language is the best.
2: That was amazing, and she has an amazing voice, and uh, I think that we should have her back. I agree. And get that teleporter working, man.
0: Just fingers. What?
2: <laughs> You're just going to teleport your fingers to do a little I just want to
0: teleport my fingers. Like Literally, I just want to like get her on a webcam, and I want to have her just bent over with flat palms over a table. And I want to say, are you ready? And she'll have to say, yes, sir. And then literally all she'll just feel is two fingers just ram right into her little (laughs) fucking pussy. And just. (laughs) Okay, that's not a hot sound. But I don't know how to make. (laughs) Yeah, that's worse. (laughs) Boom. You me, know me, that me, 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 she's
2: gonna totally get off to this. She'll be listening to us talking. She'll be, oh my god, that's so hot! I gotta fantasize about that and get off.
0: Yeah, up until the time where I start making beaker sounds to simulate sex. Then
2: she's like, I'm off. <laughs>
0: Which would actually be more humiliating because it's fun to get girls really, really hot and then do something really stupid. And they're like, no, don't. No, no. Ah, don't. Nah, ah, it's gone. <laughs> and then you laugh maniacally. <laughs> You're a useless piece of meat. Jizz on your tits.
3: Oh my God. Perverted Podcast Listener
0: Segway. Ladies and gentlemen, Perverted Podcast Listeners, men, women, trans, non-binary from all over the world. We have a special treat for you today. It is an OG, an OG Perverted Podcast Listener for our interview listener segue today. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the blast from the past, Ari. Hi. Oh. My goodness. Oh my goodness. So many memories come flooding back. I cannot believe how long it has been since we've had you on the show, Ari. How have you been doing? Uh, that good, huh? <laughs> that good, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Same on this end. Don't worry.
1: I am taking three summer classes and working 40 hours a week and still trying to find time to like do life and pay bills and so crazy
0: busy. Oh my god, you were actually, the funny thing is, is having you on, it's kind of like this full circle, because you were actually, when we're at at the dungeon, you were our first attempt at a listener interview, I think, when we tried it on Skype, and it was live on the show, do you remember that?
1: Yes, yes, I was um, at college at U of I, University of Idaho.
0: Didn't work, don't you work in the forestry service or something?
1: Um, I do, I work um, as a wildland firefighter I'm back in school to um, move up in my job
0: Oh my god, that's exciting So you go out there and you kick burning pine cones at people And and put out fires on bears that are running wildly and flaming through the forest
1: Sure, absolutely And then we get chased by deers and ninja pigs So, absolutely
0: (laughs) Deers and ninja pigs Do you have feral pigs up where you are? Uh, yes are they annoying as hell do you make bacon out of them feral bacon sounds really delicious right now
1: you know that might be a brilliant thing to try
0: (laughs) see because it's great because you're out in the forest Ari and you can like put some like smear some makeup on your face and and just like go out there and camouflage and just hunt for your bacon like it was intended
1: I don't even have to smear anything on my face I just like Go out after working on a fire, and I'm good to go. There's so much soot and dust. (laughs) It's the same. It's the same
0: camouflage. Yes. Same amount of camouflage, except you can only hunt that feral pig with a rubber band gun and a crop.
1: Well, that would just be entertaining, and then you would hear it scream. The oh my goodness! An experience in fire that it just. So we were on a fire, um, and we had a fire that was burning directly into um, a pig farm. Ugh. And so we were trying to keep <laughs> so we we're trying to keep the fire from the pig farm. And so all of a sudden we hear this screaming. And we're like, "Oh my god, what's what's going on?" And at the time, we're laying down fire. So we're putting fire on the ground to combat the fire that's coming at us.
0: Isn't that like called backburning or something like that? Backburn. Okay.
1: Yep. So we're running around trying to find like it it, it sounds human. So we're looking for a human. No, it's just two pigs fucking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Two yes. pigs are like if we're going down in this fire, we're going down with some pig loving. Yes, I. I we're gonna squeal it up. Wow, I. Yeah, that was an
1: experience.
0: <laughs> You're all guys, really. We got a backbird going. You're not gonna die. They're like, look, I just told this pig bitch that we're gonna die, and she's letting me fuck her. Can you guys not blow this for me? Pretty much.
1: Yeah. And uh, then the pig, uh, the male pig, is um, he's like two to three times the size of the female, so it's just like... We, we wondered if it was consensual there. We really did.
0: <laughs> they did not negotiate. Sque- no wonder there was squealing. Get your fat pig ass off me! Can't we just do some position that works for both of us? Oh my god, you've seen things, Ari. You have absolutely yes. seen things. That is... I did not know we were going to talk about that story. <laughs> <laughs> that... I think we should just stop right there. There's Ari, (laughs) fighting fires, trying to save the pig farm. Here's the squealing, comes running. Two pigs fucking. Done. End of show. Thank you. Roll credits. Yes.
1: And if you didn't know, pigs sound like humans. Like, when they squeal, it is like a human scream.
0: That is terrifying and hilarious at the same time.
1: That's pretty much how we all felt.
0: So glad that you've been staying uh, busy and entertained. You sent in one of the questionnaires that we uh, give to our Perverted Podcast listeners so we can kind of do this segment where we actually get to know because all of our listeners that are kinky have a lot of experiences too. And you had a story in your questionnaire that you answered that I have no idea how this works, and I'm very excited. There was a funny story you said you had with a rope inversion and a butt plug. Can you please explain to our listeners what that was about?
1: Okay, so let me set the scene. Um, my partner hosts what are called rope study groups, and so that's just a bunch of rope people who get together and we practice our rope. Okay. And so, at this one rope study group, we wanted to practice doing full inversions, which means having the rope bottom in a harness but completely upside down.
0: Very good. Okay.
1: Okay. So. That's the plan and our our little the thing my partner and I have is um, I always wear butt plugs to rope studies and so I'm wearing my butt plug to the rope study this is the plan and um, it's I guess to add to the story he makes his own butt plugs so this is a butt plug that he has made for me specifically.
0: Now that is delightful that's actually very touching. I make this. Is this is does he like carve it or whittle it? How does, does he like dip this or blow it in glass?
1: He blows it in glass, which he he currently doesn't have a shop because he's back in college. But the plan was to eventually send the podcast one of his glass butt plugs, but that'll come later.
0: That'd be pretty good. I'm sure we have plenty of volunteers who would love to, uh, who would love to try on that one.
1: Yeah. So we have, I'm wearing my butt plug at the rope study, and they're like, okay, we're gonna do we did a harness that's close to what's called a leto harness which is a weaved harness and then so we i get up all on the rope and the harness and we get me upside down and i'm in heaven i've never been inverted until this night and so i didn't know what to expect but it was it was amazing and i'm just floating in the rope and just enjoying it and my partner is checking in with me and he's like, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, I'm doing great. And I feel the butt plug and like I can really feel it. And I just, I feel so happy and I'm, I'm giggling too because I normally don't talk about these type of things around other people right? and fairly private. So, so we're still giggling and we're giggling and I'm just like, oh, this feels so great. And, and the way that we had tied the harness and the way that where the anchor point was, that we tied the uplines to. It kind of, it framed my ass really well. Like it made my ass look great. Nice. Okay. But that also means that there's a lot of compression from the sides of the harness on my ass cheeks. And apparently my butt really likes butt plugs. And so like as my butt cheeks got compressed more, my butt just slowly ate started- the Butt plug! It, it ate the plug. <laughs> like, I'm- And I- I don't know because I just like it just felt good and it was a really good sensation and it was just a really good stretch and I was just really happy so we don't know there's a problem and it it wasn't really a problem but it was just like okay and so we get I get all down and we get the rope off and I'm like yeah and, and the pressure is still like I can really feel my my butt plug which normally I don't Feel that as much, like it. I'm aware. Yeah, the
0: sphincter, like... the sphincter relaxes, and then that, yeah. that's kind of that's the original intent of a butt plug was that it gets your butt ready for sex.
1: Right. Well, my 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 sphincter wasn't relaxing. I'm like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> and so, like, get done, and I'm 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 all floaty from rope, which isn't normally what happens at rope studies, but apparently, I just I really love inversions, so I get really Knocked down floaty. Right. And and I'm still wondering about a butt plug, so I go to check on it. (laughs) And so I'm in the bathroom, and I'm, like, getting ready to take my butt plug out, and...
0: There's no butt plug.
1: (laughs) There's no butt plug.
0: Oh, oh, it's time to go (laughs) hunting. Put put the soot back on your face. (laughs) We gotta go in.
1: Yeah, well, and I was so embarrassed, because I'm like, how do you explain, like this plug is made for me it, it, it's not, it has good around like it means that my body was so relaxed that it it just opened up Right. <laughs> I didn't know how I was really embarrassed to explain that to my partner so I just was like I'm not saying a thing until afterwards until I get this butt plug out so I'm like alright I'm in the bathroom and I'm just like you know what deep breaths, do some yoga stretching and I just bared down and took a break and bared down and then eventually the butt plug came out and I was like okay
0: you birthed the butt plug
1: I birthed the butt plug
0: that is that is a great success story and I think with the glass uh, you have a better chance of doing that the couple times that we have lost the butt plug I've had to go in for it yeah, and I even—I mean, I even have a finger hook technique where you use two fingers and you hook the 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 uh, the flare part, and then you can kind of extract it. Because you're very fortunate if you can get it out. Uh, yes, some people it goes up too far and suck it up. You're going to the emergency room because they got to dilate your butthole and go get it.
1: Yes, yes, I was very grateful.
0: Which, by the way, I. I'm not that into butt stuff for myself, but if I was and I lost a butt plug, I've said this on the show before, if I had to go to the ER, I would kick open that door with a towel around my waist and just be like, hey, I got freaky with my ass and there's something there that you guys need to go get. (laughs) Just want to own it. Just want to own it just because you know everyone goes in and they're like, oh my God, I was I was cleaning my blinds and I fell, and this lubed potato just went up my ass. Oh boy! I think you should own it, but I'm I'm glad that you had a successful birthing of the plug.
1: I did, and then I came out giggling and laughing, and was like, "Guys, guys, you won't believe what happened!" And then it it
0: <laughs> you're still spacey.
1: <laughs> I was so proud. Of getting the butt plug out, that I was just like, guys, this is what happened, and look what I did. I just, I was so happy. I was so proud of myself. Embarrassed, <laughs> but so proud. Yeah. And then from that that experience, um, we now have us. have a specific rope plug.
0: It has a circle in it, like a loop.
1: Yeah, we made a loop, and so you um, tie my butt plug off.
0: Very. That is amazing. I have one of those. It, I, it wasn't necessarily made for for rope but it's mostly made for like clipping on a tail yep and so it has a loop at the end but yeah you could absolutely when you do your rope harness with your butt plug in you could run a little bit of rope through that so that way even if it goes in you can just pull it right out with with the rope very clever
1: yeah so we just make it artistic and it was like why is there an extra string we're like just go with it
0: Ari, I cannot believe how amazing it is to hear your voice again, and you always have fantastic stories. Is it possible for you to come back and talk about some other stories sometime? Absolutely. I'd love to. Always great to hear your voice. Can't wait to have you back on the show. Congratulations on all the busyness and success. Congratulations on birthing a beautiful baby glass butt plug. You must be so proud. And... It's just one of the beautiful moments that we get to share her on Perverted Podcast. Thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you for doing this. I I love reconnecting. Thank you, guys.
2: Yay! Yay! That's, the, that's episode 265 in the can, motherfucker. What an adventure.
0: What?
2: <laughs> this, what an let me tell you. How many times did we try it? We're like on version eight right now of trying to make ZenCaster work for us.
0: This is 265K4. <laughs> Nobody knows what that means, but that means there's yes. been a lot of versions lot. trying to make this work. But we have it. We finished it. Yes. We're at the
2: end of the show. We can and we celebrate. Do. And thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. If you want to give us five bucks, if you give a fucking, you think that this show has value in your life, please visit us on patreon.com forward slash perverted podcast. And write to us if you give a chance. Send us an email to pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Give us your story. Ask us a question. I'm starting to run out of things again. So please, we love hearing from you guys. Boogie, I got nothing else. Take us out.
0: Absolutely. Once again, super excited. Thank you so much to our patrons. Uh, And just the emails that the patrons are sending through Patreon that I'm able to respond to personally has been so amazing. So much good, supportive, like you just read in Perverted Mailbox. Uh, you know, how people really understand that we're really trying to keep this show afloat for them. It really means a lot to me and keeps me going. Just those private letters that I've been getting from everyone. Thank you so much. I am sending out a lot more of the questionnaire forms because people really do enjoy. The listener segue segments. So we're going to get more listeners on. We're going to do more interactive stuff. It's been super, super exciting. And we're all hanging in here. Obviously, if I can get into a place, I can work more consistently. And, uh, you know, it's just it's a struggle getting that place. But as soon as I do, just know that the intention is to make this show even better for you because you guys give us everything to work for. Thank you so much, Absolutely. and we will see you guys next week. Woohoo! <laughs> you want to say some cool after-show jizz on your tits? Well, should I talk about anal no, now? What now, about
2: gonna, no, now? No, because now you're just going to... No.
0: Now I'm baiting you. Never,
2: I'm I don't actually like you. that sensation.
0: You don't? You don't?
2: Well, I remember Rain doing... We did some you know, anal play once, and... I don't dislike this obsession. It's just nothing I like about it, really. And we tried doing it with the, um, I don't know, uh, it was like a punishment thing, you know, misbehave or something.
0: And so she's got to probe your butthole.
2: It was something along those lines, and that I found incredibly hot. But for some reason, she didn't like that aspect of it. We never did it again. And I thought, if you, I I know (laughs) what dominant would turn that down. That's the record scratch,
0: Kathy. That is you saying, I don't like anal. I don't like this. I don't like the sensation. But we did do this one punishment scene where she poked my butthole and that was totally (laughs) hot. That's the record scratch moment. No more record scratch. Stop it. I'm not going to do the record, but if you think that this is not going in the show, that Kathy, it's like anything, Kathy, under a certain circumstance, many things that we say we don't like are just because We've had some negative programming or a bad experience with it. Um, But the sensation might actually be good under the right hot circumstance. And you have really shown our listeners that you have some of those cognitive dissonances.
2: It's not a cognitive dissonance. It's just that, uh, yeah, you're right. Anal play, it's a broad spectrum. It could be um, fucking anally. It could be rimming. It could be getting, you know, um, little's play where you're getting an enema. I mean, you could put anal into almost any kind of play that you do. And like 90% of them, I'm not going to like. But there happens to be something about the punishment aspect that changes a lot for me. That, that kind of speaks to me. So there's a lot that you can do to me under the guise of punishment that completely flips it for me and because anal isn't necessarily a sensation that i hate i'm willing to go with that now if you had tried to put in electrical play or needle play that is off the table no matter what you do but for anal yeah that i remember that scene and i really liked it a lot but fortunate unfortunately it just wasn't in her wheelhouse so
0: oh god now we just need to find someone that cares about your 15 minutes to orgasm, and we need to find someone that cares about your anal probing humiliation play. Oh, my
2: God. Stop it. This is going to go under the, the host topic of do we need to save everybody? You're always trying to fix my sexual life.
0: I'm not trying to fix. I, but, Kathy, you are a, grown, a grown-ass woman. I don't need to fix shit about <laughs> you, but when we talk about it... Then other people in perverted podcast land, who may be having some of those similar struggles, um, are going to go, maybe I should let somebody finger my ass in a humiliation scene to allow me to get to anal. So even if it doesn't fix you, and you stay the sexual, you just... I, I I was gonna say something really I know
2: old. what you were gonna say. The sexually <laughs> repressed woman that you are. That's right.
0: That's right. So if you want to stay that way, grown ass woman, do what you want. But some of our listeners listen so they can get inspired. And your butthole just inspired. Hundreds of people, hundreds of people right now, Kathy, are going to gather together side by side, shoulder to shoulder, and (laughs) march looking for good anal humiliation because they deserve to experience
2: it. Wait, we're recording this?
3: MY DIVORCE! I'll go where I want, and I'll stay out late Without hearing crap from a nagging mate Now that I've finalized MY DIVORCE! Maybe I'll travel to India And learn to give a bath to an elephant I can scuba dive, a mountain climb, and nobody can tell me that I can't. Cause you're not around anymore. You can't talk trash about my friends. And I can finally go find better sex. Now that I've finalized my divorce. Your nasty habits that made me sick. I'll go away with this legal trick. my divorce no longer do I have to play the role of your father or mother and glory to God will I never again have to support your deadbeat brother Bye bye here's your problem now I'm gonna buy some brand new clothes maybe get a tattoo or pierce my nose now Finalized my divorce. It can be scary to be back on your own, but don't be afraid. You're never alone. Many of us have finalized a divorce. Here we go. let the time time